Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 251. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Chronicles of Chiron, set in the world of Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri video game. It's played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. This is the Cryopod Caper. Cleve and Mariah return to the crash site where they first awoke. But they are not the only ones interested in what's buried underground there. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Uh, it is the next morning. You are all ready to go out, but we, you had, or you had a couple of final things you wanted to do before heading out. So we are heading out in the rover on our mission to recover Mariah's medical history from his cryobed, whatever things that are potentially useful from the rest of our module, rescue arcs from the medical center, mm-hmm. and implant another virus on behalf of the stepdoors of the Chiron. It's a busy day. It's a busy day. And we have 50 credits. And we you only have 50 credits and one empty credit. And we only have 50 <laughs> credits to get it all done. Um, but before we leave, there's a few things, uh, equipment things, that I wish to make sure shopping. we have. Not so much shopping as negotiation. Right. I have no credits, Sh- after all. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I have only the goodwill of people around me. I mean, and your dashing good looks. There's a few things that I thought we should have with us. Mm-hmm. And so if you have any other ideas, please feel free to chime in. Um, one is... 16-year-old. Check. All right. <laughs> taken care of. I'd like you to make sure that Cleve has the progenitor device that could call worms. I feel like that's a good get-out-of-jail-free card for if things go completely to hell. Oh, okay. I just kind of gave it to Ross you, you to, gave it to, Ross to look like, at, but yeah. yeah, I can go get it back and see if they're done looking at Actually, it. Actually, they probably even returned it to you. Yeah, I think they already have. Like, especially when the new data came in, that became less of an interest. Okay. Did you just vision what I envisioned, which was I call a siege worm and arm it with weaponized chili powder? <laughs> That's right. You have the chili powder. Oh, gosh, I forgot about that. I also thought maybe Cleve could talk with Chloe about um, some sort of, like, camo tarp for if we have to like hide the vehicle mm-hmm. and then mariah um is going to talk with marina satali mm-hmm. about uh, additional painkiller shots because i think you still have maybe one or something in your med kit but i know we've used a few and it'd probably be good to have another one on hand i have two in my thing and a dose of room yeah so i'm going to check with her to see if we can get uh, another one we don't know what state arcs is going to be in when we find them so and then I also need lockpicks, and I feel like Tenok is the person to talk to about that. They are a person you can talk to about that, I think so, yeah. So those those are my shopping ideas. All right, let's start with painkiller shots, if that's where you want to use. But if you want to do something else first, that's also totally fine. We can start with the painkiller shots. Uh, yes, Marina is working in her lab. She's, like, tending to one of the samples that you brought her. She's curating her collection. She's moving mushrooms around? Yes. <laughs> then this would be a negotiation check. Yes. What is her negotiation? Probably not exceptionally good. She just have two presents? She has only two presents. She has only two purples. All right. Then I will just make a regular roll. 
Yeah, I think that's fine. But I will fail with two advantages. Looks um, like the lab is undersupplied. Yes. She says, yes, they're very short on those supplies. She really wants to maintain a stock here for people that do get injured. They don't have other healing tools, but she's like, she puts a hand on your shoulder. She's like, but I've heard about some of the things you can do. <laughs> so. So physician heal using thyself. Yeah. It's like, so she doesn't feel like as bad about that. Like she right. doesn't feel good. You have a couple of advantages here. I do. Does she want you to pick something up? I already have some specific mushrooms. There's one that can help make the miasma blocker, uh, which I have decided to call the acorn store mushroom. I'm already like on the hook to look for that for her. Mm -hmm. But these are advantages I have. So this is something favorable for me, not for her. Oh, yeah. maybe she'd give you credits. <laughs> um, we don't have to spend them on it. Is there anything? Is there anything that she can provide or suggest related to like arcs? Because like if Arx was exposed to as much miasma as Takuto was, like we don't we don't know what the Morgan Medical Center has done to Arx in the last month. But if Arx is like seriously compromised respiratory system, even if there's not a thing she can give me that heals wounds, which is what I was asking for, <laughs> is there a thing that she can give me that would give me a boost eye for a medicine check on Arx to make Arx more mobile or something like that? Like an inhaler or something. Like yeah, an asthma inhaler or I don't know a stick of her. Drug gum. Like, I don't know what her drug gum does. but like, right. And I'm not going to ask for that. But that is the type of thing I'm asking for. And what she provides is okay. up to you. Okay. Yeah, you're asking, like, what else might come in handy for arcs? She, like, bites her lip for a second. She does reach into her pocket, like, this might help calm their nerves. And it has a slight menthol effect. They might breathe a little easier. So we'll give you that boost eye on a medicine check. For so is this her gum? This is her gum. How similar does it seem to be to Room? Room is not a gum. Room, mm -hmm. like, dissolves under the tongue, but... This sounds like a medicine or a knowledge human check to me. I think a medicine check. I think this is two purples and a black. It's clearly, it's not the same form factor. Yeah, but it's like, there's been 30 years, so I'm not sure yep. how that drug could have changed over time. Um, I succeed at that check with three threats. Interesting. If you have thoughts on those threats, we can figure that out. I don't know if it matters that I have my own stash of room. I have it illegally. It was an experimental drug at the time. It's mm -hmm. not like traded on the street. But if that is something that she would pressure me to share with this medical center because it's needed for some reason, that's a thing I have a value that could be exposed here. And we said room is not addictive. At least the form that the I form have. The form you're familiar with Which is was not. like not, hadn't gone through all the human trials. Oh uh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> 30 years of unchecked capitalism. <laughs> and now your your eyes glow purple. Maybe it wasn't this place at all. Um, okay. So, like... This I... is similar to room, but it's being made with local ingredients. You don't know what effect those would have on you. What, like, other side effects. This is not a thing that I'm intending to take for myself. It's a thing I'm intending to admit right. to arcs. What are Room's bad side effects again? Uh, Room's bad mechanical side effect is that it causes you to suffer a setback die on every round that it's active. Okay. For Mariah, it makes him like lightheaded. Right. But it helps a lot with pain management, which is why he has it. And in game mechanics, it heals strain for you. Okay, so Mariah will accept the thing from her and will like look at it and be like, this seems kind of like Room. And then he'll say, like, which was just experimental when Deirdre told me about it back on Earth. Yes. 
I would like a social check from you. I think a charm. If you want to elicit information from her. She's kind of cagey about it. I was giving up information. I have three threats on this roll. Oh, okay. I was informing her. I know about room. I have room. I think like she's kind of quiet. As you mentioned that, she puts her hand in her other pocket and pulls out another piece. It's clearly the same gum. Um, and starts chewing some herself. And that's, it's all, also almost of like, I'm not sure what to say in this situation. Like, it's not clear to you whether she is approving, disapproving, or thinks you are judging her in some way. Okay. It's not like she hates your guts. Do you feel we have consumed these three threats? You can take a strain. You can start down one strain if you want to be further punished. I would rather, like, lose equipment. I feel like that's more meaningful than just being like, oh, I've suffered strain. Is there anything of yours that, like, Marina has, like, distinct use of right now? I mean, I have room. I have room from Earth. You have a personal stash. You asked about room. I think Marina, she's like, that's... You have... It must have... It was experimental then, right? How did you combine? Deirdre. Huh. Didn't know she traded in that. Traded in that. It's a little uh, harsh wording. Wasn't it illegal then or something? It was still being developed in the lab. I don't know if it's been refined over the last 30 years. Wasn't it illegal for personal non-research use back then? Uh, that doesn't matter. <laughs> what does legal, illegal mean to her? Like, don't you just owe money? <laughs> you said you have some with you? Yeah, I do. Would you be willing to let me evaluate a sample? She can make a roll if you want her to make a roll. No, I have the threats. Okay. I provide her with a sample of room, leaving me down to just one in my personal stash. Um, is there a name for the gum that she chews? You can choose the name. Okay. And it's... It's something made locally, or made with local Chiron ingredients. So, like, either Marina named it, or the Stepanars of Chiron named it, so it's not Morgan right. gum... And it's like an adaptation of room to use local ingredients yes. and therefore has some different side effects. Rheumatoid. <laughs> All right. I have a piece of her gum, which is going to help me with arcs. That's probably whatever the mushroom is that they use or whatever. I'm assuming they use mushroom if it's local. <laughs> <laughs> it could be made from bush bug ingredients. Or wolf beetle hair. Okay. I'm willing to call that scene. Yep. Call that scene. I think that's good. Marina, like, I guess goes to, like, shake your hand. <laughs> it's, like, slightly awkward, I think. She already, like, patted me on the, okay, on the shoulder okay. in we an encouraging fashion. Okay, we already had that. Um, we don't need to have that. This happens at the... She might be the weird one in the situation. <laughs> she's a little bit awkward, okay? It's Please. just social anxiety. She's dosing there, probably. What are you after? Okay, so we were that? after a tarp. Was there something else we might need? I mean, I don't know if we established that we can take weapons into domes did we in general as far as you knew like there's not a lock on the door you don't know what the status of like can you bring this in the fancy area or are people gonna give you a hard time like do people carry weapons probably not we might need to just hide them Um, probably most people don't carry weapons in the dome does the rover come with like a repair kit like wrenches and things like that no all right that seems like maybe a tenok thing though yeah i will go talk to chloe and see if she has any ideas for that and if we're going to fight today or not. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Chloe's in her... Um, meat locker. Meat locker. That's the word. Thank you. <laughs> She's like grinding up leftover bones. Just going to make use of them somehow. Extra calcium for something. Bone gelatin? That, that's what Cleve says. Gelatin? Making jello? She probably doesn't even know what that is. 
Uh, no, there's probably some forms of jello. Yeah. Like powder that they have in rations. Like she shudders for a second. Like, that's glue? disgusting. <laughs> glue would be useful. Yes. She's at like the workbench, like grinding her, her bones. You come in. She does not look over at you. Yeah. But she says, you're about to head out? Yeah. Mari had a pretty good idea about maybe trying to camouflage the Jeep that's not a Jeep thing that we're driving. I don't know if you have any ideas. I don't know if I need to make a roll or whatever. Uh, some sort of mesh netting, local foliage. Yeah, anything that you think could cover it. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. How are you going to try to, like, get this? You're asking, like, she agrees it's a good idea. You don't haven't asked, like, hey, do you have one? Can I have it? Yeah, that's true. Can um, you help me build it? So what's what's your approach? I mean, I'm good at coercion, but I don't feel like... I feel like we've established I shouldn't do that. I think it's going to be negotiation because he kind of likes having tasks to do. So if she has something... I know he's already got a thing that he's supposed to procure for her, but he just likes to be useful. So she's like, yeah, can you get one of these things for me? Then he's happy to have another quest to add on. Okay. Her negotiation is one red. Mine is two greens. Uh, there's story points. Yeah, we could do that. How much do you want another quest? I mean, it could be that I end up with something even worse because I want something more, but maybe it'll give me more time to get it. I don't succeed, but I have four advantages. Okay. They so, don't have any, like, camo tarps. Right. All the tarps they have are, like, the bright blue. Like, they're designed to be seen. Right. Um, so, like, that's just not going to be useful. And she tells you, like, she's tried to make them dirty before, but they're special, like, hydrophobic material... They don't take paint. They don't get dirty. Oh, she's already tried this with one of these Jeep things? Not with a Jeep, but she's tried to make a camouflage tarp. She says, of course. You're not the first person to have this idea. It's a good idea. <laughs> I wasn't even the first. I wasn't even the second person. She does give you some suggestions on how to, like, make a temporary tarp out of good local foliage. Okay. Like, a lot of the mushrooms don't have big leaves, so it's kind of hard. Right. She suggests, like, the xenofungus might actually be a good tool for this if you can get through the vines... Does Chloe know about Mariah's capabilities? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I don't think it's common knowledge at this stage. So she doesn't make any mention of that. Yeah. But she says, like, because most people don't want to go near Xenofungus. Right. So that's just a, a warning. And it's also possible that it could, even if they see the rover, it could look like a ruin that's been left there that crash landed. So she should just make the rover look beat up. Right. And hide it in Xenofungus. So you'll get a boost die. You can get two boost die on, like, when you go to camouflage it locally. Okay. Crash the rover through Xenofungus. I mean, I don't know that we're going to need for me to do that on purpose. <laughs> Cleve says, no, that's a good idea. She just says, like, just a matter-of-the-fact thing. Um, she finishes her, like, grinding, kind of turns to look at you, and she's about the same height as you. She's actually pretty tall. She goes, like, hold out, like, a firm handshake kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I mean, Cleve knows these. He's yeah, it's sure. slightly awkward. She does, like, the forearm handshake. You're just not as familiar with that. People do that sometimes. Yeah, I guess warrior to warrior? Like, uh, right. People have some level of camaraderie or some other reason they don't want to shake hands that way. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know if Cleve has any special skill around this or not, but he has some military training, so I feel like he knows the bro code. <laughs> the bro code for Chloe, one of the <laughs> distinctly female characters in here. <laughs> but she can still be a bro. It's cool. She wishes you good luck. All right, thanks. Who are you talking with next? Tenok. Tenok. So there's two things that we think Tenok might be able to provide. One is completely above board. Is there a repair kit for the rover extra tools you have that Cleve might need to fix it up if something goes wrong with it? That's the above board ask. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm also wondering if you have any smaller, more refined, sharp tools, files, kinds of things that could be used to get through a lock. Uh, so you guys I the... ask that question, like, explicitly. Okay. You literally say that? Yes. How I just did it. But you ask the, like, oh, do you have a repair kit first? You First you say, like, repair kit. Face just kind of looks at you. And then you're like, oh, do you have, like, some extra wrenches and things? Tenek looks around like, of course there's extra wrenches. A specific kit. That might be a good idea, but you never know what you're going to need. I point Unless, out... can you tell the future? No, no, I cannot. But I point out to Tenok that Tenok has worked on this device and knows what its components are and what types of wrenches could be useful for dealing with it. Tenok very quickly rattles off a list of, like, wrench names. Um, I don't know if you would like to make some sort of check or if you would like to handle this differently to try to remember those. They do not write it down for you right now. I am not going to go and select a bunch of wrenches from a pile. Mm-hmm. I am asking Tenok to supply those wrenches to me. I, I would like a truck accept check. that uh, Tenok has a passion for wrenches and is highly interested in them and will share details. <laughs> a passion for wrenches. And Mariah will wait out the tide of information. Because do you need an Allen wrench or a plumbing wrench? Or I don't even know what other wrenches are. Socket wrench? All right, this is uh, just two purples. Hyperfixation on topics of interest <laughs> is a trait, and uh, I will honor that by listening to them talk about their wrenches. Two purples, you said. Yep. You can take a blue dive then if you're... You let Tenok list off their wrenches, talk about the various pros and cons, and how much space they take up versus what they're good for, which ones are multi-use, which ones damage the nuts. I have one success and two threats. All right. Tenok helps you put together a basic repair kit. So it will give you a boost die to uh, mechanics repairs. But the tools that are available, they may break. And if there are threats, that kit may be destroyed. And then I'll owe Tenok wrenches. Tenok, like, you, like, I think Mariah maybe says that. And Tenok says, like, I suppose so, yes. Okay. Like that, that's like a secondary, that thought had not occurred to them. Okay. And then a streetwise check for the lockpicks? Yes. This will be a red and a purple. I'm going to spend a story point. Don't have streetwise. Failure with three advantages. Wow, I'm getting like almost nothing that I wanted. You managed to communicate what you're after, and Tanok does not show any like disapproval. They just don't have like the high grade tool steel components. They don't have tool. They say, hmm, yes, that would be an interesting thing to have. Uh, not many things around here are locked, and uh, most people's passion is in, like, breaking computer security. Tenok's one of the few hardware people. Such so as not something that they have available? Do you have thoughts on what you want these advantages to be? They can give you, like, some general tips on lockpicking that will give you one blue die once on a, a lockpicking event. I think I'll take that. Like, Mariah doesn't have a whole lot of experience. Like, the network node lock was more sophisticated than he was mm-hmm. able to get through. So, insight from Tenok on, like, other things, right. other types of features locks might have and how to exploit them. I will accept that. Does Mariah have... Does he use any, um, hairpins? No. Okay. His hair is short and curly. Ah, okay. So, he doesn't have anything that fits into the definition of pin, which is why I was looking for somebody... Okay, that makes sense. ...to provide lockpicks. Okay. That's all of my shopping needs. Okay. Then the next morning, you are all getting ready to head out. 
Takudo is there with you, and has like he's got like a little backpack. Um, he's got his tablet thing, which you said was better than Corazon's. Datapad plus plus. Um, Takudo still has a little bit of lingering injury. You see him talking with uh, Marina just before uh, heading out. Does uh, Marina give him a flash drive with the Daughters of Chiron data that he's going to need to hack with? Yes, uh, he does receive that from her. Or, like, really, he just loads it onto his data pad. There's a sense of Marina's like, okay, like, give this to him, and he just takes that, and he's like, well, we can just... And, like, hands it back to her, and she's slightly surprised, but, like, right. But it demonstrates his confidence with his computer. Yes, he definitely seems very comfortable and confident about that. Um, you see him, like, thank her for taking care of him in the, the infirmary, so to speak. And he's got his little backpack ready, he's like, all right, we're, we're going to be riding in a vehicle, right? Cleve Eyeball just, like, looks him up and down just to kind of, like, assess if he looks like he's going to fall over. He was just in the hospital yesterday. Who's driving? I am. How are you feeling? I feel great. I am so ready. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Cleve, I'm so ready. All right. And he looks at you, Mariah, and... You'll be fine. Mariah, right. We're going we're gonna to get arcs. We're going to get your... Like, he, he, like, pulls up something on his data pad. Get arcs. Cryopod something. Deliver package. I, I, I know there's a different order, but... Add it to the list. Have to get a multi-tool for Chloe. Multi-tool for Chloe. I'm not going to put her name down, just in case we get captured. But it's not going to happen. Hopefully that will not happen. No, we'll probably get killed. Hopefully that also will not happen. Come on. We're, we're starting a little adventure together. Let's, let's be you're positive. Right, you're right. We'll probably get ourselves killed. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit, Mr. Cleave. <laughs> Uh, yes, you leave the rover right outside. It's still there. Uh, no bush bugs have been infested it. I mean, they're just food, right? Cleve still hasn't quite gotten the bu- bush bug infestation problem if we're trying to hunt them for food until it's a problem, I guess. It's like rabbits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Cleve is driving. Tukudo is inside. Mariah's inside. Yes. Um, you have excavation equipment attached to? The roof. The roof. There's a backhoe attached to the roof. There's also, like, solar panels. It's a solar-powered vehicle. Mm-hmm. At the earlier stage of the trip, when we're driving through the more, like, lowland-type area, mm-hmm. I don't think the foliage will be so bad. But as we get, like, up into the pass, the section that we ran through, Miasma Pass, that was a place where there was, a, like, a lot of xenofungus. So when we get to that point, then... Mariah would want to attempt to see if he can clear it as okay. Cleve is driving. Understanding that we are in filtered air here, and so I'll have a setback die. Okay, so you're staying inside the vehicle, but you're going to try to do this. But you had paint. Paint? You have paint, right? There is paint in Mariah's bedroom. Between paint and mushroom, do you think you can make this thing look like it's a ruin? More beat up? We need to hide? You want me to bring my paints with me? Yeah. Can you mushroom it? I mean, they stick real good, right? Onto metal? I mean, they have little thorns that grow into cloth. That's why they stick to the... Right. We can throw my paints into the back of the car along with the... Yeah, you should have room for that. Because you only have the... You're only picking up arcs. There is some storage space and your paints are not... You don't have a huge amount. Just the ugly ones that make it look like it's ruins. Just the ugly ones. <laughs> like, I didn't get any. Ever. I imagine, like, Cleve looks at all the colors. Yeah, just the ugly ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the... <laughs> yeah, so Cleve turns on the radio. <laughs> I'm kidding. 
Just static, turns out. Yeah, and all you hear is the dwarf. Uh, it, make a knowledge uh, Chiron check, actually. Oh, okay. This will be a red and two purples. Just a threat. Yeah, you're with a threat. Yeah, it's awful static. Okay, yeah, I turn that off. That so is strange. strange. Yeah, don't do that. That is an interesting thing, though. That's like, what I get for joking. The progenitor device does transmit something that attracts siege worms. Mm-hmm. It's got to be like something that like resonates through the ground, because it's clearly not going to travel over the air, unless the progenitors worked out a way to propagate through miasma. That's an interesting question. These are things that Mariah wonders about out loud as you play with the radio. Tsukudo asks, like, who are these progenitor things? People? Corazon, or Roz, used that name. I think it was Roz. Like, some tech that's been found on this planet? Oh, the weird stuff. I guess. The non-living weird stuff. The manufactured weird stuff. Do you pull out, maybe? Like, while well, you're... No, I'm driving. During, like, during a break. Because you have to take regular breaks to let it recharge. Oh, okay. It only I mean, has so much range. Sure. I, yeah, Cleve is like, yeah, I mean, the technical name for it is the weird stuff, but I hear the slang term is progenitor tech. <laughs> uh, Tsukuro looks at it and is like, oh, cool, I've never seen it, like... Do not turn it on. It's How do you turn it on? Uh, sorry, you're right, you're right. I won't turn it on. This... Is this going to help us You know what? Cleve just says, this is how you turn it on, and here's what we know. Because, you know, another person that knows if we're going to trust this kid to, you know, then he's going he's gonna to go in full into everything he knows about it mode. You get your, your progenitor mini lesson according to Cleve. How to turn it on, how to turn it off, the fact that it attracts siege worms, which are very oh. large and dangerous. Yeah. Never seen a siege worm? We haven't seen a siege worm either, but we have seen the holes that they left behind. Very large. Yeah, you could lose a leg to a siege worm. <laughs> That's what we've heard. I heard about that guy. <laughs> He's on some kind of vendetta now. I don't think that guy exists. I think that guy died. You don't think so? I don't know. I heard about another guy who lost both his legs. Now he's got mechanical legs and he can run a mile a minute. Well, then we need to get those. I haven't seen that guy. <laughs> on one of these breaks, we should make sure that we all understand what jobs we're off doing here. Because Mariah and Cleve have each had independent experiences in Data Haven and talked to different sets of people. Mm -hmm. And like, so that Takuto understands the order of operations here, that our first stop is the place where our cryobeds are. And we are going to deal with that before we go to a Morgan Dome to look for ARCs. And so that Cleve understands that the data from Mariah's cryobed from Mariah's perspective, is the most important thing to recover from our crash site. Cleve approves because the crash site was his priority, or what he thinks is overall the most important thing for the colony. So Right. But like yeah. if we have limited time there because like Morgan's crews are working in the area, mm-hmm. then the most important thing from Mariah's perspective is the data from his cryo bed. Mm-hmm. If there's something else that Cleve feels is a higher priority, then he needs to make that clear. Yeah, I mean, I think Cleve's going to say we need to think of the good of the colony first. My health data is for the good of the whole entire planet, which includes the colony. Well, then that's highest priority. Okay. Easy. He's like sensitive, Easy to convince. Sensitive and narcissist. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually kind of funny because, yeah, you could totally view it that way, but he wasn't actually being vain right then. <laughs> Cleve's like, all right. After we deal with the crash site, then going to Morgan Dome and finding and locating arcs and getting arcs out of there 
is the next thing on the list. Cleve, are you in on that? Or are you just dropping us off and taking your haul back to Data Haven? Do you mean I'm going to let you guys go into the enemy dome by yourselves? Do you think that I would do that? No, you, you should come with us. Mr. Come Cleve. on, Thorn. Right, cringe is a little to be referred to as Thorn, but let's it go. In this particular instance, <laughs> you say Thorn and Cleve side by even suggesting this, that you break up the team. I'm just trying to understand your priorities. Is that what you want? No, I would love to have you at our No, back. I'm not letting you guys go in there by yourselves. <sighs> I think, like, Takuto, <laughs> like, goes to, like, give you a hug. Uh-huh. I mean, Cleve's like, I guess. <laughs> okay. He's <laughs> like, oh, thank you, Mr. Cleve. <laughs> it's it's really important to me. It's really important to ARCs, too. You, you're you're going to love ARCs. They're really awesome. I wasn't suggesting that you would abandon us. I'm just <laughs> like, trying to understand. What are you saying here? You think if you guys are going to get yourselves killed, I'm going to let you do it on your own? I'm just trying to understand your priorities, Cleve. What you consider to be the good of the colony. I don't know where rescuing ARCs fits on that hierarchy. ARCs is part of Data Haven, though, and is not in a good place. Definitely not. I don't know why we're still talking about this. Because I'm trying to understand you so I can predict what you'll do in the future. <laughs> That's why we're still talking about it, Cleve. Are you two okay? Is that what, Mar what Mariah says? That is what Mariah says. I'm not sure what to tell you. I'm a pretty simple guy. What have I done that's unpredictable? Didn't you start, like, a bushbug pen? Yeah, what's unpredictable about that? I don't think anyone else predicted it. I thought it was cool. I mean, I'm not going to start a farm in there if that's what you're asking. All right. I'm satisfied. <laughs> Good talk. Can I drive? No. Maybe on the way back? We'll see. No, I'll, no, I'll need to stay close to Arx. Can you teach me to drive later? Yes. Okay. Craig <laughs> <laughs> was starting to think about maybe it would be good for more than a... Do you know how to drive? No. I rode in a truck once. All right. Well, we'll figure it out on the way back. All right. Did you want to sit in the front, Takuto, and watch? Yeah. That, that, that's a good idea. I remember that he's 16, not 12. <laughs> oh, wow. Please. Thanks a lot, Mr. Cleve. <laughs> he does call you Mr. Cleve. That is... Mr. Mariah. Just Mariah. <laughs> um, you wanted to magic your way through some Xenophons. When we get to Miasma Pass, yeah. Flash forward. So here... Heading up the hills. Yeah. We'll be driving more slowly anyway because <laughs> there's potential for miasma clouds to roll through and obscure visibility. And I will try with my two ranks of fungus magic and a black dye for being in here. <laughs> this is reversing area. So this is three purples. Sounds good. Yeesh. Failure with two advantages. You can give a blue dye to Cleve's driving, but this will not make it easier in a direct sense. I mean, I'm providing a blue dye, so it's doing something. It's not doing as much as I want. Right. It costs you the strain of the magic, though. And you can tell, like, it's it's difficult to control. And part of it is, like, it feels... I'm trying to think, like, it's not, like, choking. I'm trying to think of it. Well, good, no, like, you can't get all the resources you need to do this. Yeah. At this point, like, I can figure that... Being in these filtered conditions makes things harder. It's like you're thirsty and trying to talk. You're parched. It's a, almost appealing. So I'm going to strap Mariah to the roof. We, I wondered if you were going to do that. We did joke about that, but <laughs> being in the treacherous position of being on the roof of a moving vehicle would be like 
adding upgrades of difficulty. Yeah, no, I don't think Cleve, well, Cleve doesn't know that it matters. Yeah. So you are able to offer blue. There's some very limited places where you're able to like move Xenofungus aside, but it's not, it's not the level of control you know you're capable of. Yeah, not from inside the moving vehicle. <laughs> but Cleve's like, we're not strapping anybody to the top. I'm not doing this secretly. Okay. I tell Cleve, I'm going to try to clear some of this, or at least move it a little bit as you drive. All right. Cleve, this will be a red and a purple. You get a blue from Mariah's mm-hmm. magical assistance. However, the handling on your vehicle is minus two. So two black dice. For the equipment? Yeah. Okay. It's minus one only and another minus one because the excavator. Okay. Ah, uh, does Takuto know anything about the local train? Are there like sinkholes and crap like that around here? Takuto does not know that information. Okay, not on this pad. Uh, no, not really, unfortunately. He could get points if he knows the moon cycle. <laughs> <laughs> he was the one who tipped us off about the moon cycle. Was he? Yeah. That's true. You know, he gets points for that. Um, I succeed, but with a threat. Okay. Your uh, rover does get scraped up a little bit. Yeah. Um, you personally will take a strain. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, the scraping, I think, is to our benefit, but <laughs> no. I think it would be stressful to be driving, you know, like when you're driving yeah. in rain or snow. Yeah, just for you. Yeah. Like, you can hear, like, it doesn't sound good. You're like, is this okay? I is can't it... see half the time. Am I going to kill us all? Like... Yeah, you're still getting used to driving this vehicle. It's a lighter weight vehicle than you're used to, probably. It's not a Humvee. It's probably, like, even lighter than a Jeep. Look, I've been driving, personally, I've been driving for a very long time, and if I was driving a Jeep through mushrooms, I would probably be stressed out. Especially if we were in through Miasma, and I don't know, like, are we going to go over a cliff? Oh, yeah, and you do go, there's a spot where you have to go directly through a Miasma cloud. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if internally, like, Takuto, like, holds his breath during that period, just almost reflexively. Yeah. Even though you have full filtered uh, system, uh, I don't know if the other two of you react anyway. Cleve, you might just be too focused on the driving. Yeah, I don't Your think... grip is, like, super hard on the wheel. Yeah. I think Mariah, like, actually feels better. Like, not, like, mentally better, but, like, since Mariah is, like, trying to, like, move fungus aside and, like, it's being harder and, like, you were saying, like, that parched kind of feeling, mm-hmm. once we, like, enter the miasma, it's not getting into the vehicle, but it's there and it's nearby and so, like, it's actually, like, a little reassuring. Like, I know if I left this vehicle, this would be so much easier. So it's a little, like, jarring, like, to see, like, how, like, afraid Takuto is, like, trying to hide that he is. And, like, at the same time, like, how soothing this is feeling to me. Different uh, reactions. Okay, cool. I would like, as you come through the miasma on the other side of the pass, anyone who's going to try to spot wildlife or anything... Can make a perception type check. So that we don't crash into them. Or just for interesting narrative purposes. What do you see? Well, how close am I to Cleve? You are within short range to Cleve, I think. Yeah, you're in the back seat. One boost die from Cleve proximity. Yep, just two purpose. Yeah, I don't think I'm looking around. I think I'm just focused. You're focused. On, yeah. yeah. Do you want to give me a blue die and that covers Takuto also looking around? I think so. I'm not doing well at all today. Failure with five advantages. I think you don't spot any necessarily like wildlife, but you, you, Mariah, your eyes glow a little bit and you can get a very direct feeling for like the thickness of the miasma. Go ahead. One thing that I had wanted to like be on the alert for as we get closer to where the cryopods are Mm -hmm. 
is like any like sign of smoke or whatever in the air. I had my dream. I believe what it means is that the earth and the fungus are getting torn up. But there was also, like, fire in that dream, and I'm not sure how real that was, if there's, like, the pollution going on from whatever. So indications that Morgan is actually excavating and working in the area are things I want to be on the lookout for. Okay. I like that. In that case... So if you are telling me that with these five advantages that I am, like, sensing something from the plants around, some of that information could be relayed by them. Yes, so I'll tell you two things. You have a lot of advantages. You get a sense of the general, like, miasma density of, like, the near immediate area. So if you had to navigate it without being able to push things out, you'd have a little bit more easier time with that, uh, especially for your allies. You also, you can almost hear it, but, like, when you, I don't know, go out of miasma vision or whatever, like, you can't physically hear it, but, like, a pulse every few seconds, almost like a loud clang, uh, like an impossibly loud bell. But again, like, it's very, very distant, but seems like it's from the direction of your cryopods. So, a distant dong, or a violent clang, or like a Clang, yeah, like metal-on-metal clang. Bell is probably not quite the Clang is definitely the right word. Alright. Or like, if you've ever been too close to, like, a dump truck and the door falls falls and hits it, that sound. Okay. You've been listening to Chronicles of Chiron, set in the world of Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri video game, and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Danielle, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you Xenofungus is not the enemy.